0: Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to the Getting Heaven and the People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, and we're spending 40 days together discovering how we might experience greater spiritual freedom which is what occurs when the life and love of God flows in us and through us more and more when heaven gets into us. Last time we explored what the goal of the Christian life is. It's union with God. And this idea comes from 2 Peter 4.1 among many other texts of scripture. But here in Peter's second epistle, we read, "'Thus he has given us through these things "'his precious and very great promises,' So that through them you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust and may become participants of the divine nature. Imagine what it would be like to participate in the divine nature. It's kind of a mind-blowing idea. But Peter tells us that this is possible This is available and it's extended to us like an invitation that we can get in on, that we can actually live and feel and be a part of. We learned last time that participating in the divine nature does not mean having our human nature changed to that of a divine nature, but our human nature being qualified, transformed so that we may interact more fully with God. In his book, Hearing God, Dallas Willard describes this dynamic powerfully. He writes, In the progress of God's redemptive work, communication advances into communion and communion into union. To illustrate this, he employs the metaphor of marriage. In such a relationship, initial conversations mature into communion, in which there is a profound sharing of thoughts and feeling about feelings about our lives. But then communion progresses into union when distinctions like mine and yours evolve into ours So if we desire to experience union with God, a shared life with him, we must take some time to really ponder. What is God like? What is God like? Think for a moment. How would you describe to someone the nature of God, his essence, what he is like? Near the end of the Bible, I believe we're given the fullest, most complete description of the essence of God. 1 John 4.16 4, says, So we have known and believed the love that God has for us, God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. God is love. And that begs the question well then what is love? And in that same epistle 1 John 3:16 we've probably given the best description of what love is. It's not so much of a definition but an image impressed upon us that we cannot forget or ignore. 1 John 3.16 says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Love, or agape in Greek, is the other-centered, self-sacrificial way of Jesus that we see fully culminating in his life given for us upon the cross. The love we see in Christ, it overflows from the essence of the life that God experiences in and of himself as a Trinitarian community of relational love. I've been reading the book Experiencing the Trinity by Daryl Johnson recently, and I just love how the book begins. I just can't get this quotation out of my mind. He writes, at the center of the universe is a relationship. At the center of existence is a loving community, and that is both out of and for this relationship that you and I were created. I've become convinced that the notion of God as a community of love is the heart of Christian theology. Love and intimate relationship is the language of the universe. What a reality to ponder, to behold, that at the center of the universe is a relationship, and that is a relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, a relationship of love. Years before Guter wrote this, or Daryl Johnson rather wrote this, C.S. Lewis describes how God is an infinitely happy being. Because each member of the Trinity is seeking to glorify the other members of the Trinity rather than to glorify his own person. One of my professors, Gary Moon, draws on this idea by stating that because God is love, God is joy in motion. What's God like? He's joy in motion, love, relationship, joy. This is the God we are invited to experience union with. This divine dance of love that God experiences in and of himself is the party we are invited to belong to, to get in on, to attend, to participate in. Heaven gets into us as we get in on the love and the joy that is at the heart and essence of who God is is take a bit of a deeper reflection on what god is like let's take a closer look at jesus in john fourteen nine, jesus says whoever has seen me has seen the father god in other words we may conclude is christ-like god is love and god is christ-like Now, anytime I'm tempted to think bad thoughts about God, or I get hung up in some of the hard-to-swallow sections of Scripture, I return to this thought. God is Christ-like. He is, as Paul writes, the image of the invisible God. So if we want to look at any part of Scripture, any description of who God is, we must do so through the lens, through the perspective of Christ. Jesus says that he has come, that you might have life and have it to the full, have it to the limit. This is God's desire for you through Christ. Jesus communicates with us so that we could have a communion with him. And through that communion, he hopes that his joy might be in us and that our joy would be complete. And so as we grow toward union with God, we will grow in joy. We will experience a pervasive sense of well-being because the Psalm 1611 says in God's presence, in your presence is the fullness of joy. So when you think of God, I hope and pray you think of God as love, as the loving relationship that exists at the very heart and center and core of the universe we're given a more concrete picture of what this would look like in our own world through the incarnation, through, the, through Jesus, because God is Christ-like. And if we are invited into a union with God like this, then growing into the image of God, into people who are pervaded with the same agape love, is at the very crux of what the spiritual journey is all about. So we'll delve deeper into the stages of the spiritual journey in our next episode. But for now, I'd love to invite you just to pause for a moment right where you are. Be still. Imagine Jesus drawing near to you right where you are, right as you are. Imagine him looking lovingly at you because that's how he sees you can you see him what's it feel like to see him seeing you with love may you right now feel the acceptance receive the grace sense the desire that he has for you now and his longing for you to be one who would draw ever closer to him to participate in the divine nature. See Jesus seeing you lovingly. And so, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your unfathomable love for us. And as we look at you, looking lovingly at us, may we be transformed in the presence of your heavenly eternal love. Amen.